leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does your health routine for the new year include eye care? Well, now that you can use your renewed vision benefits, it's easy to add it to the routine. Visit PearlVision.com and schedule exams for the whole family. They work with all major vision plans, including iMed, and they'll cover your cost of insurance, copay, or eye exam. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 331-2023. Exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. Turn you down. Turn me. Welcome to Real Talk Wrestling. I am your host, Josh Kimmel, and on the phone, Christopher Koffler. What is going on, my dude? Hey, man. Just uh, hanging out over here at my house uh, Friday night. Ready to do a Friday night show. We are doing. We're Friday night. Not live, though. We are recording on the Roadcaster. Yeah, we had a mm-hmm. hockey game last night, apparently. Hockey was more important yeah. than the show. Um, You know... Uh, it's been over a year since I've been able to go watch a live hockey game and the opportunity presented itself and there was no way I was going to say no to that. As a heel, as you are, you decided hockey was more important than the show. Our listeners, and they were waiting for us today because usually the podcast drops on a Friday. We don't record on a Friday. Now I can't watch SmackDown Live. Now I can't watch Bianca or Sasha or whoever's going to be on TV tonight because now I'm recording the show with you. How do you feel? <laughs> Great. I had a great time last night, even even despite the outcome. Oh, I'll tell so you what. It's worth it to be back in the stadium with that energy. It's an arena, first off. And second off, I will be there tomorrow at 1230. That's the tickets you should have got, Chris. A Saturday, 1230, game four, Lightning Panthers. But our listeners don't care about hockey. Hell, nope. sports people don't even care about hockey. Like, we're the only ones that care about hockey, which is whatever. Um, yep. I'm, I'm excited to get back into my, my ticket rep. I got lucky. My ticket rep called me or called Dave, who is my co-host on OUS and said, Hey, do you guys want tickets? Like we didn't have to search them out. They searched us out. So I'm nice. pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for that. But that's what, that's what happens when you're a season ticket holder, man. All right, yep. let's get to wrestling of the week, man. First off, this is real talk wrestling. Part of the say it again network. You can find us on Twitter. Josh Kimmel, OUS, RTW, Chris. Oh no, it's real talk wrestling. Chris now. Who knows no, what it still, is? You change your name. The handle is still RTW Chris. I don't <laughs> know how Twitter works. Your name is Real Talk Wrestling. Come on. I don't know how Twitter works, Chris. You can change your name whenever you want, apparently. But yep. you can't change Instagram and Facebook or Real Talk Wrestling. Find us there. I see your commenting on all these little posts. I see it. I get the notifications. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Chris is really active on Facebook. Getting a lot yep. of likes over there. So, backlash. Or, hold on, WrestleMania backlash. That's right, WrestleMania backlash. How did you like the show? Well, I haven't caught all of it yet. I've only caught some clips, bits and pieces. Um, But overall, it was a lot better than what I was expecting. You know, because we're always expecting 
the show right before and after WrestleMania are typically very underwhelming. But I think this one was, I think it over-delivered from pretty much everyone's expectations. It seems like it was received really well uh, by everybody. No, I can agree with that because the matches I was looking forward to the least, like the triple threat Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley match, I didn't want to see that match at all. It actually was really well done, and I liked everything about it. I knew who was going to win right away. I knew Bobby was going to retain, but it was still mm-hmm. good. Like, how do we get there? And I like that. Drew spears him or throws him through that huge entrance, and we and then I knew, okay, Bobby's coming in at the end to win this title, like at the very, very end, and that's exactly what happened. But yep. everyone looks strong. Braun looks strong. I, I was telling my brother, who doesn't watch wrestling anymore, He's like, I love Braun. I love the way he, like, his interviews. I'm like, yeah, but they book him like shit. They book him like an idiot. He sounds stupid. But if he was a monster like this all the time, he'd be one of my favorite superstars. Yeah, he's he's been another victim of bad booking, for sure. Oh, and bad writing. Bad scripts, man. Horrible mm-hmm. scripts. Uh, I mean, we talked about, before we went on there, we talked about the uh, Roman Reigns match. Ironically, you didn't see any of this pay-per-view. And I saw all of it except for that match, and you saw that match. So talk about the main event real quick. Yeah, it was um, exactly what I was expecting. I'm I'm a big Cesaro guy. I've always liked Cesaro. Very disappointed that he's never really gotten his chance to shine. He's now starting to get that. You know, he got a universal championship opportunity here. And he put out the match that I know he could. And Roman Reigns has always been a good worker in the ring, too. Um, I think a lot of his work's been overshadowed by the poor writing for his character, but now he's finally in this good character now that I like. And the two of them, man, they just, they put out a banger of a match. It was really good. High action, you know, some near falls some back and forth. Like you knew that Roman Reigns was going to retain, but it was still very entertaining bell to bell. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll definitely like it whenever you get the chance to go back and finish watching that. I'll definitely be watching that tonight as I edit this show after we record because I'm I, I, people have been telling me, Josh, that's the main event. Well, surprisingly, at 10 o'clock that night on that Sunday, I had a meeting with some people. Weird timing, I know, but I had to mm-hmm. stop watching and I'm pretty upset about it. I saw the very end of it when Rollins was out. I'm like, what? What? What happened? Rollins came out and screwed him. Like, what's going on? So I guess they're going to keep on feuding again. And then mm-hmm. I guess it sets up Jimmy Uso to main event with Roman at Hell in a Cell. That's where I see this going. Yeah, I could definitely with with the storyline they got going on, and if you were, not really wanting to fall in line, yeah, I could see that as happening. Yeah, if you re- remember, Hell in a Cell last year is when the other Uso was beat to death and finally fell in line. So it looks like he's mm-hmm. gonna have to do the same thing to Jimmy in Hell in a Cell, which was weird. They moved Hell in a Cell up. From October to now. It's really weird how they yeah. did that. Um, yeah, that's that's a big jump in the schedule there. But Well, I there's we'll get to it later with the back on the road thing, but I think Money mm-hmm. in the Bank was supposed to be next. But I think they want Money in the Bank yes. for fans. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I get why they moved Money in the Bank back. Just surprising to see them move Hell in the Cell all the way up. Yeah, I would. I would have thought they would have put another one of those B pay per views next as the last crowdless pay per view. Right. But were you surprised? But, oh well. Were you surprised with Charlotte not winning and Rhea Ripley retaining? No. Yeah, it would have been. 
it would have been too early for that to happen. Because then at that point, if that would have happened, I feel like that would have just completely killed off Rhea's character. Yeah, what you know, you- if she would have lost again to Charlotte and so soon, and she couldn't have that. Not after losing to her in WrestleMania, what was it, a couple years ago. Right. Um, I feel like that set her back a little bit. And then so, like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that she retained. What do you think about the Sasha, not Sasha, oh my gosh, she's always on my mind, the Bailey and Bianca match. I know you didn't watch it, but she won. Bianca won by cheating, using her hair to roll up Bailey. Was that right booking? Was that correct? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. She's a sympathy baby face. She always wants the sympathy from the crowd, but yet she cheats to win. How does that make sense? Is that cheating, though? Yeah. Is that considered cheating? Because it's a part of your body, though. So I don't know that it is cheating. Just like when oh, she did, on. when she did the hair whip, that you know it doesn't count. It's that's part of your body, so that's not cheating necessarily. But I get what you're, I get what you're saying. That's an extension, by the way, Chris. It isn't, <laughs> but it's an extension. It's in. That is. By the way, I didn't announce it. We're her. doing top five accessories, wrestler accessories, and her hair is technically an accessory. I just want to yeah. let you know that. All right. Oh, okay. Is that, uh, is that maybe a little foreshadowing? It might there? be, but it's not part of her body if it's attached by stitching and rubber bands. Okay. It's part of her. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, it seems like it would be weird that that's the way she would get, but that's part of her character though, her gimmick and her character. When she was a heel in NXT, it was, but now when she's a sympathy baby face begging for people going, I'm the underdog. No one believed in me. I finally won mm-hmm. my title. My family's so proud of me. But then you cheat to win. You can't. You can't beat B- Bailey clean. That's what just happened. Oh, I, I hear some saltiness through the phone. There's no saltiness. I just want you. If you're going to be that kind of character, it's it's not on her. She's great. It's not her fault. It's the booking. It's the inconsistent booking of this company. They do it all the time. Braun Strowman was just a bad guy. Then literally is a good guy, and then a bad guy, and then a bad. It's just back and forth, back and forth. That's how the WWE yeah. rolls. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, it's a little inconsistent. Right. Let's talk about some zombies. Zombie mania. Let's go for it. <laughs> oh god! You were watching oh. a hockey game. I was watching a hockey game. Like I was flipping back and forth, and mm-hmm. I so I flipped. I'm like, you know what? It's an intermission right now. Let me check out the zombie. I didn't know there were zombies. Let me check out Backlash, and I come back and there's literally zombies, literally zombies. And you text yes. me. I'm on Twitter going crazy. Like, what is going on? People are bashing this. Obviously, obviously, who, who greenlit this? Who whose idea? It was whoever was uh, accepting the money for. Uh, the sponsorship dollars. That's all they saw was the sponsorship dollars. And of course, of course they were going to get torn apart, pun intended over this after those comments from whoever these higher up management people are in WWE that made the comment about blood and guts setting the wrestling industry back 30 years. I mean, that was what we were a week, a fresh week off of that. And they roll out with, zombies which now i mean two guys got eaten alive so shouldn't they be gone no morrison wasn't there he didn't get eaten alive it was just the miz just the miz got eaten yeah okay look i thought they both i but still so the miz is that that means he's done he's retired now right he was in kayfabe he's done well we'll talk about what happened to him later in a second but we got to get to this i gotta i gotta say something everyone wants to talk shit which is fine talk shit i don't care 
Everyone's favorite wrestler is The Undertaker, who's dead. Literally dead. He's the dead man, right? You believe that Gangrel, Edge, and Christian were vampires, correct? Yeah, but when did the oh, characters start? Chris, Matt Hardy was teleporting on TV like six months ago. Oh, and we all said that was really bad. So, but I understand that. But people like Abaddon, she's a zombie woman wrestler. I'm not, I'm not comparing AEW to WWE right now. I'm saying both have these characters or these things that happen in wrestling. It's been going on for ages. This isn't the yeah, first time ever. But that's what we've said about as far as main characters and main stories with um, someone like The Undertaker or Gangrel to a lesser extent. People have always said, though, that if Undertaker were to start today, people would rip that up and be like, what the hell is this? He was kind of grandfathered in, if you will, because his character was made back in the 90s when WWE was very, as you've always noted, very gimmick heavy. They weren't real people. They were all characters. And this he is, succeeded because it was the right time. Now is not the right time for it. And again, I think they're getting torn apart because of the comments they had to say about the competition. But this is where you're wrong. The Fiend debuted, what, two years ago? People ate that shit up. They ate it up. They love People are still banging the table for The Fiend to be the champion. A, a, a demon. Literally. Yeah, he's a demon. But why would... Okay, which is... Believe some people believe in demons, some people don't. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, in that character, a demon wouldn't care about a WWE championship, would not care about a belt, but they want him to be champion, right? He yeah, was burnt. That didn't, that didn't make sense. He was yeah. burnt alive by Randy Orton. He came back to live at WrestleMania. For yep, and I think we, I think people agreed that that was a bit hokey, though. But that him walking down the hall and then all of a sudden. He does a magic spell or whatever it was. He's exactly. back to normal. You have nobody gave that a free pass. I know. We're tearing I, that up. I know, but people love the fiend. You bring the fiend back right now on SmackDown. Right now, it's it's eight fifty five p.m. Eastern time. The fiend comes out right now. People will be marking out. Yeah. You know they would, Chris. It's Absolutely. just it's just me and you both. I wouldn't fuck that. I mean, <laughs> no, did you see what happened with Bray Wyatt though? By the way, on social media, he's taking time off because of mental health. He can't handle. Uh, did you see that? I didn't see that. That's why he was taking time off. I did see his comment in reference to this match in this segment. Well, he was, he, I think I saw, I heard it on a podcast. I don't know which one. And I actually read it too. He said he lost Brody, of course, one of his best friends and he just can't get over it. And he's tired of people bullying online and, and yada, 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 and the fiend, this and the fiend that. So he's just taking some time off. Really okay. yeah. mental health stuff, which is, yeah, I, and it made me feel bad because Bray's been my number one target ever since ever. I've never, yep. I've never liked the character, never liked the gimmick. And I'm like, God, I mean, but I never bashed him online. I never did. It was just between me and you. And I never had a microphone to do this. So now I do. And mm-hmm. it's like, God, I mean, these are, these are just people, right? These are just people wrestling. But, yeah. At the end of the day, they are just people, but their gimmick sucked. His gimmick sucked, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. So let's yeah. get, let's well, maybe that one, maybe that one hurt a little more because this wasn't a gimmick that was given to him. It's one he worked on himself and put a lot of thought in, into. You know, right? Yeah, I agree. So the Miz tears his ACL in this match, or did, was it? Did eaten? he tear it? Yeah, that's about the same. <laughs> did he tear it from performing a move, or did they get torn when they dug into his leg? Now, I don't want to see anyone tear their ACL. 
I no. get. I I mean, it sucks. I mean, it happens in football way too much. But was it a happy in like accident? Now he has to be off TV for a year. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I, I, I I'm gonna be sound like a piece of shit right now. But him tearing his ACL was probably best for WWE because now they don't have to come up with some stupid thing of he's dead now. Now he's just gone for for eight months. See, I would have assumed they would have just left him off TV for three to four weeks. And then he would have just came out and there would have never been any, I mean, how many times have we seen that over the last 20, 30 years in WWE, something happens to someone crazy and they just come back out, maybe repackaged, maybe not. They just show up again. The Miz is too that's, big to be repackaged. He's the Miz. Yeah, that's Everyone what I was like. I don't Miz. know where they, yeah, that's what I was wondering. I don't know where they go from here with him now, now that he's been eaten and, yeah, so now what does this make? Does this make him prime for a WrestleMania return? No, it just makes him come back, and he might make a Rumble return because Rumble return. That's what I was gonna January. Say, January seems about right. It's you know what May right now. Yeah, January he could be back in the Rumble. We might see him on TV before that because you could walk with the ACL. You just can't wrestle. You know what I mean? You can't do any activities yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. I'm more concerned now. Where does Johnny Drip Drip go? Johnny Drip Drip needs a bigger in my opinion, a bigger spot in this WWE universe. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Now that he's away from the Miz, will they push him? Will they do anything with him? Will he be chasing the 24-7 title? Um, no, he'll probably just slip into obscurity. Probably. Yeah, the, the 24-7 title, which made it come its comeback on Monday Night Raw. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we thought it was gone. We thought it was gone forever. And now it's back. <laughs> We're hoping it was gone. But guess who else is back? WWE is back on the road starting July 16th. Man, I hope they come in Tampa. Like, come begin that serious. I know they do Tampa shows all the time, but I hope they have a tour, and I hope they're coming to Tampa because I would like to buy tickets for that. I'm worried that they're not going to come to Florida because they've both been in Florida, even though we haven't really been able to go to them. Chris, they are wrestling in the Yingling Center where we graduated high school and we can't go. That's yep. frustrating. You know? Yeah, so they should they should have done one show here before they hit the road. Uh, I don't think they've announced any cities or anything like that, have they? It's a 25-day uh, tour set to kick off in July. Yeah, they announced a couple of them. Um, first one, July 16th, Toyota, Toyota Center, Center in Houston. Yep. yep. And then Sunday, the Money in the Bank at Fort Worth. And then the Monday Night Raw after it is in Dallas. So they're starting over in Texas. Okay, so they're starting off in the other state that doesn't care about COVID. Nice. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just what it is. I'm excited for them to get back. I want to see what their crowds look like or who's actually over, who's not over. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm excited for some crowd pops. Both now, promotions. Now that really. they're going to have. I'm excited for some real crowd pops. They're going to have Money in the Bank live. You better give money that that briefcase is someone huge. Somebody, it better yes. be a huge surprise. Uh, not surprise, yes. but a huge fan favorite for it to make sense. Because you can't just give it to some Otis again. That was fucking trash. Don't, but don't give it to like, don't ruin it on Baron Corbin. No, keep you can't. From him. Even though I like Corbin, you can't give it back to Corbin. No, you I can't was, see any of these people. Like you said, it's got to be someone that the crowd is really, really, really going to pop for. Well, that, that's so important. On the top, like, okay. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but top three wrestlers on the top of your head, off the top of your head, who should get the money in the brief, uh, briefcase? 
money. In See, the that's hard to say with momentum because I don't watch week in and week out right now. That's one of the things as much as I can read and check in on stories and things. It's hard to get a sense of that without actually watching it every single week. You know what I mean? I got three people in my mind. Three people. I got Cesaro. Why not? Uh, I got. I mean, I would love that. Yeah, but he already had his big moment. But let him get the briefcase. I got Big E. I think Big E's prime to actually yes. elevate to the next level. That would be amazing to me. And I got Keith Lee. Make Keith Lee come back. Maybe that's why they're holding him off TV. Keith Lee mm-hmm. comes back and wins that uh, briefcase, and he fights Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. Oh, I wait. would say out of those three, I would think Biggie one, Keith Lee two, and unfortunately Cesaro three. Yeah, because I feel like they're always afraid to put a belt on him because of his injury history. And plus, he just had his big shot; like he had his big push just now. Yeah, and I, it's disappointing. I want so much more for him. All right, I was just seeing what you were doing. Were you like opening something? Hmm? Were you opening something? This is really nope. okay. All right. So, Chris, New Jack passed away. Do you know who New Jack is? Yeah, I know who New Jack is. Did you watch uh, New Jack back in the day? I did not watch him back in the day, but I've seen a ton of his stuff since then. Uh, reruns of his matches. I watched his Dark Side of the Ring special that they did on him. Um, so I was very familiar with him, but I I did not watch him live. Always stuff after the fact. So this is kind of weird that this happened because I have been watching Dark Side of the Ring from the start because I've only seen one episode, the Crispin Wall episode. So I went on Amazon Prime to try to look it up, and I had to subscribe mm-hmm. to A&E Discovery Plus, one of those stupid pluses. It's like 7 bucks a month. So I've been trying to run through them before my seven-day thing actually stops. So I don't want to pay mm-hmm. the seven bucks a month for it, but it didn't happen. I didn't, but I got through new Jack and I'm like, okay. I, re- I remember this guy. I, I didn't really watch ECW as much as I wanted to. I didn't. It's just cause I don't know what channel it was on. It was late at night. And I was like, I was a kid. I was, was it 1998, 1995, whatever it was. It was yeah. 95 to one. Yeah. But I remember him. And when I saw the thing when I saw the, uh, the dark side of the ring, I'm like, what a piece of shit. Fuck this guy. Like this guy sucks. Like I hate him, but, but, but not the wrestler him. I hate him. I don't. Yeah. But then he like, seriously, I watched this a week ago, Chris, for the first time in my life. And then I, then he died. I'm like, gosh, then I felt sad remorse because I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about it because him as a person I hated, but then I don't want to talk bad about someone that just died. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird, weird spot to be in. I mean, he was, he really embodied what it was to be an ECW wrestler, but we all know there was times when he took it too far, the you know, with the underage kid. And then also if you saw, well, from that special, the, the cage match where he was trying to, he was legitimately trying to hurt people sometimes, but like I said, you don't, you don't necessarily, you don't want to see bad things happen to people. Well, you know, it's, it's why it's kind of, it is a weird spot to be in kind of torn over. Wasn't, didn't, Seem like the best person, but it, you you still don't want to see you know someone pass away. This sad, but the sad thing about it, old. the sad thing about it is that during the dark side of the ring, he had no remorse. He didn't care. Still yeah. to this day, he didn't care. Maybe he was just playing yeah. that off as a character, like because you know it's a documentary, it's not all real. Maybe he's just trying to pump himself up. But God, he doesn't care about what he did to that kid. He doesn't care about throwing that dude off the structure after he tased him. He 
doesn't care about mm-hmm. stabbing that dude like six times in the back. He was laughing about it. Yeah. Like, come mm-hmm. on, dude. I don't know. I just to me that's not cool. And that's not what wrestling's about. Wrestling's not about jumping off balconies and stabbing people to me. I don't yeah, I, I yeah. never I, no, even, it's more about the, the community and the family aspect of, you know, everyone should be working together and stuff. It, it's just I listened to Chris Jericho's podcast today and this has nothing to do with it, but the, the gun family people the two kids were on. I don't know if they're stupid names. And the gun club? Yeah. They were on Chris Jericho's podcast, both of them today, Austin and the other dude. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to listen to these jobbers, but let's do it. Whatever. Dude, these kids are awesome. <laughs> like that's what wrestling's about. They're a family. They are literally family and they bring like the reason why they're screaming on the sideline every single show because they just want to get on TV and help the company. They do the Instagram accounts every week because they want to help the company. They're doing things to make the company better. I feel like New Jack was selfish and just wanted to hurt people and make a name for himself. That's all. Mm-hmm. So, yep. This is a different kind of whatever. It's different. Yeah. All right. For sure. Let's move on. Next topic. AEW on the big screen, big screen. Chris, you put this in my notes and I told you don't explain it to me because I have no idea what you're talking about. Bring it to me. What's going on? So AEW has teamed up with some movie theaters and you can go watch Double or Nothing at the movies live. Tickets are 20 bucks. So if you want that, you know, this is this works out especially good for people that are nowhere near Florida. But if you want to go sit and be around other people that enjoy wrestling and you miss the crowd and stuff, you can go to some of these select movie theaters and go sit there and watch it. I thought that was interesting to go watch it on a big giant screen. I had never heard of that before. Didn't they do that for like a WrestleMania one time? Closed circuit? think they did that. i don't know like i said it's possible it's been done before i just i thought well, it was very interesting that that's i think was an option boxing matches have done it before in the past i know that for a mm-hmm. fact um yeah it's yeah cool. but wrestling i feel like wrestling's different because you know it's wrestling rely as we've learned more than ever in the last year wrestling a part of wrestling is truly the crowd you know yeah. some of the other sports you know football doesn't make a difference hockey doesn't make as much of a difference when you're watching it on tv but the lack of a crowd and that energy, it means a lot in wrestling. And, and so this is kind of an interesting way to be able to go experience the pay-per-view. So will you be going on May 30th or will you be staying at home? I will be in Jacksonville oh, on May 30th. You're going. I'll try. You are going. And I will be at double or nothing. Man. No invite. No, literally no invite. I totally forgot about I, this. What? I text you, are you going to go? And you gave me the fastest no of your life. Not even like a, I'm thinking about it. I'm considering Josh, are you going? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you text me back in like three seconds. Like you were waiting. For a yeah, I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not going. I yeah. would go. I would go. It's a long drive up there. I don't want to go to Jacksonville. I don't want to be around Jacksonville. I don't want to be around. I don't want to run into Tim Tebow. I don't need that bad juju in my life. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a three. It's a three-hour drive, so we're gonna arrive up, right up there Sunday afternoon. Be there just in time. Check into the hotel. It's five minutes away from Daly's place. We're gonna roll over to Daly's place real quick and go watch Double or Nothing. 
Then go back to the hotel, Chris, fall asleep, wake up, and head out. Please try to get a picture with Darby Allen. I want to see how little he is to scale. I want. I have to see it. <laughs> I have to see it. I, mean, I don't know if we're going to stick around for pictures or anything. We're going there to watch the matches. And but if you know what, if he comes comes through our area up in the top, I'll do that for you. Thanks, appreciate it. All right, the if last the thing on, comes up. Last thing on our docket is a championship match: Kenny Omega. Andrade officially confirmed for Triple Mania. So, do we care? So, as far as the championship goes, the the belt itself, it's not a promotion that me or you watch. That's not the important part of this. I think it's that it's Omega versus Andrade is a big deal because I think that has a potential to be a really, really, really good match. I think their styles will mesh well. I think they're two really good workers. And if there was a way for me to find somewhere to watch this, I probably would watch it. I feel like I have to go to like my scummy friend's house with his broken Amazon fire stick and searching like the 2000 channels to even find a blurry screen of this match. I wouldn't (laughs) even know where to watch this title match or where to watch AAA in general. I really don't know. LuchaCentral.com. That's what I'm saying gonna, here. You're going to find it on YouTube like a week later, but you have to watch it as soon as the person uploads it before it gets taken down. All right. Put that alert on my phone for me, Chris, next time I see you. Because I'm not going to. I'll search for it and I'll send it to you. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, I do. But here's the big thing. Does Andrade bring it back to AAA? Is AAA going, okay, we, we want our title back. You had your little fun. Give us our title back. In the end, the promoter gets his way, and Andrade is a big name. I think Andrade, whether maybe not because AEW's been on TV for a year and a half, but Andrade is a, a big, big name. Like he can carry that title. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. That would be fine because I don't know how how long Kenny's supposed to keep up the you know four belt gimmick thing. So I would be fine with Andrade taking the belt. It would kind of make a splash a little bit. I think. I think it would be good for him. Good for their little promotion and good for Andrade. Right, right, right. All right, man. Hey, we're going to take so, a quick – hey, we got to take a break, all right, because we're at the 30-minute mark. All righty. Yeah, we'll be back with the top five accessories of all time and whatever Chris was about to say. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or – Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, man, we're back. And Chris wanted to talk about this important, important AEW news. Chris, tell me what's going on with AEW. Yeah, it's been going around the internet, Facebook, Twitter, Anywhere that you, you know, anywhere that you're looking right now, that it has been announced that AEW is getting their second show, not like a second dark show. I believe this is supposed to be like a second like legitimate show, more comparable to Dynamite, AEW Rampage, which is going to air Fridays at 10 p.m. starting Ooh. August 13th. 10 p.m. That's freaking late, man. 
it is late, but it's Fridays. I don't care. My only thought (laughs) is maybe that, you know, they didn't want to have to compete with SmackDown in that eight to 10 time slot. And it was, it was offered to them, I guess that they could have added a third hour onto dynamite, but they realized they didn't want to have that. Probably they didn't want to have that show drag like Monday night raw does sometimes. Cause I think two hours is like perfect. Like that's as much as you need to have. So this might just be like a one hour thing on Friday from 10 to 11. Um, I'm interested to see it. I, I might watch it. I don't know that I'll watch it each and every week. Because sometimes on Fridays, I might be off doing something else. Wild man, Chris, always out. Applebee's. You know, that's what I heard. <laughs> Club Applebee's. <laughs> what is this, uh, 2015? Yeah, perfect. Hey, Chris, what channel is that going to be on? What channel is that going to be on? That should probably be on TBS. Oh, the TBS Championship's moving over <laughs> to TBS. <laughs> that's what I heard. That's what I heard. You know, I saw the jokes. I saw the new title belt. Uh, obviously yeah. funny and someone's like the reason why i found this out was like someone on twitter posts like oh poor miro he finally wins the tnt championship and they're moving to networks i'm like whoa they're going to tbs because i know they own tbs too but yes yep. that's just just for rampage it's gonna be like a little secondary show for people like the gun family or the gun club to wrestle on instead of dark mm-hmm. and all this other stuff so it makes sense yeah all right let's get into our top five Wrestling accessories of all time. Chris, when I gave you this list, what did you think? I knew you were like, huh? Like you gave me that emoji of like, what? Yeah, I was, I, I, you caught me off guard. It's not one that I would have even thought of. It should be an interesting one. It was a little bit harder to research because I always like to do a little research, look up, you know, whether we were doing top wrestlers or catchphrases or whatever our topic is each week. Um, you can at least kind of research it. This one I found like you really couldn't look up that much. It was harder to find anything when you would try and look stuff up. So put together a list, you know, I'm worried that there could be some important ones that I might be missing, but I'm still very happy with my list with what I have. I left some big ones off just because I thought you would have them on your list. I'm just letting you know that I had about, 30 on my initial list when I started this thing and I cut it all the way down to five and I only cut it. I cut, I cut some major ones off hoping you have one or so don't let me down, Chris. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm, I'm sure one or two of them will be there. Um, how many do you think we copy? I'm going to say one. There's gotta be one. I'm going to, yeah, it will be maybe one, but definitely no more than two. All right, Chris, kick it off for me. Give me your number five. Number five for accessories. So I'm counting and just, just so we're on the same page because we talk, I'm counting anything is an accessory that is not their shirt, their pants or their boots. I didn't. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up. I didn't do any. Did I do clothing. I don't think I did clothing. Well, I just said anything that was not shirt, pants or boots, because I feel like that's a pretty standard oh, we're playing with most people. I didn't do any shirt, boots, or any of that. Yeah, none of mine's clothing at all. None yeah. of it is. Okay. I feel like that's a ring. That I feel like it's a whole nother topic of like entrance attire. Like Stone Cold comes oh, yeah, out with his sure. vest, or yeah. Chris Jericho comes out with his light jacket. Like that's a. I'm not doing that. That's a whole different top five list that we're gonna do on a different day that I'll forget well, about said, until then. 
as I said, anything that was a shirt, pants, or boots. That was my only stipulation. And then when we talked about it, we said that was our only stipulation. So that's what I went with. All right. So with that being said, number five, I put this one on here just for you. Okay. All right. All right. Number five, the thing that everyone goes crazy about these days, and that's I put Bray Wyatt's fiend mask as an accessory, a top accessory, because oh. I think it helped it helped rebuild his career. He finally got a character over with everyone not named Josh Kimmel. Um, I think that mask has a lot of detail to it. I think it's really good. And yeah, I, I just thought that one was really good. Fun fact about that. So like probably the first week that he debuted that mask and that whole look, the first week or the second week, no joke, I had a nightmare about him in that mask. And I don't ever have nightmares at all. You know, like it just doesn't happen to me. And like it freaked me out, like being somewhere, I don't even remember where I was at, some dark place. And I see him down the hallway and I was just like, oh, man, that thing is freaky when you think it's coming at you in real life. But I think just because of the detail of it and especially the fact of how much it revived his career, I feel like that one made my list at number five. All right. I guess uh, we're going to have zero crossover then because... Because I didn't do any masks. I know you just, I know I heard you say shirt, pants, or boots. And literally in my head, I'm going, he's going to fucking put a mask on there. He's going to put a mask on there, which is mm-hmm. part of their freaking wrestling. I get it. I get it. I get what you're doing. But I mm-hmm. also had the Fiend at five, but not the mask. I had the lantern of Bray Wyatt's head. Yep. I love that thing so much. And I, I couldn't leave him off. I could not leave that off. That's so cool. Uh, I think his, uh, Tom Savani made that uh, for him, as, as along with his mask, of course. Like, you know who he is. He's, like, the super cool, like, sci-fi guy who makes all the cool things from, like, from everything. Remember when they were selling his ma- or that championship belt or something like that for, like, a yes. million dollars? Ridiculous but- amount. Yeah, with his <laughs> stretched-out face on it. It was creepy. It's kind of cool, but it was, like, it was never, ridiculously it was never, priced. It was never cool. But what, what was cool was the Bray Wyatt Lantern. When I saw that for the first time, I'm like, okay, that's the only thing Bray Wyatt's ever been cool with in my entire life. That thing's badass. That needs to come out only during special events, which it only has. He doesn't bring it out much. And you can actually buy a replica on WWEshop.com for $100. And I'm like, man, that thing would be really cool in my collection of stuff I have. And I just like, yeah. like it's for me, it's big to have him on my list because I dislike him so much as a character. But that lantern, you have to give it up for it. Like, there's nothing. Well, there's four better, but there's nothing better <laughs> nowadays. I don't think I have any current ones on my list. No, I have no current ones on my list. That's definitely the best one today. When somebody walks down with that lantern, super slow, and it's that creepy. Like, my, I wouldn't want my kids to see that. That's creepy as fuck. The mouth all yeah. stretched out with the light inside of it, and his eyes are all like bleeding out. That's a pretty. Yeah, they made it look very realistic in a sense. Like yeah, it because looked... they hired a professional to do it. They didn't get some yeah. fake ass spider. <laughs> <laughs> Is that some foreshadowing as well? No, that Gosh, one, I hope so on your list. That's not going to be on my list. That might be on my top oh. worst when we do top five oh. worst ones of all time. Oh man! All right, give me your number four. Number four. And this is one that 
you will not be surprised with, you maybe saw coming. But I'm going with Sako, a classic. Mankind Sako, very simple. I think it worked with his character. And he was kind of that crazy, unstable, didn't know what he's doing. And he used it as part of his finisher submission move. That's why I like it. Tied into his character and it tied into his finisher there. And it was just so goofy, just like he was. I, I think it was a great little compliment to his character. It's funny that you brought that up because I had that on my list all week. And today, just now, not just now, but today I said, I got to take, take that off. Chris already has that on his list. That's, I thought that was going to be your number one, obviously, of all time, but it clearly isn't. Yeah, You nope. can't go wrong. It's his finishing move. It's like a – it's – an attraction when he pulls it out of his pants and people like, and you hear King, I just hear King go, Oh no, it's Socko. You know, <laughs> like get that nasty oh. sock out of the rock's mouth. You know, it, it just, it, people go nuts over that stuff. And everybody knows about Socko. Everyone from watching wrestling back in its height, back in the nineties, everybody knows who Socko is. I almost didn't. It's the look. rock and sock connection. On, <laughs> his tag team was not even named after him. It was named after the sock. I almost didn't like, uh, I almost did not like when he did the mandible claw without uh, the yeah. Socko. I didn't like that. You had to have Socko on, man. Gotta have Socko. So my number four is an old school one. It's actually he's a he's pretty much a jobber, but he's probably one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Al Snow, his head, <laughs> <laughs> the mannequin head. Like yep. that was one I didn't get as a kid. I didn't get it. Was everyone want head? Was everyone need head? I didn't get it as a kid. Obviously, yep. you know, no one. How did. many times? Let me ask you this. How many times did you, uh, as he was coming out, say that along with with as he was saying it? Like, did you were you sitting there watching it? And then the family says, what does everyone want? And you scream out head. Well, luckily, we had TVs in our room and nobody watched wrestling with us. Our family, my parents never watched wrestling with me, so I didn't have to worry about that. But OK, that'd a, be a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but us as a. Um, my, our, you know, my brothers, we all did. And I love playing with them in wrestling games and having the head come out. Like, that would be my thing. Like, if I created a wrestler, because you could do that back in the day, I would have the head as my guy's, my guy's thing. Because I just thought yeah. it was so cool. Like, what is this psychopath coming out with a freaking mannequin head for? And this thing still has legs. Like, right now, there's alsnowshead.com. There's head. where is she now? We investigate. Like, there's many, many people want to know why this thing happened, where it happened, why did it happen, and where is it at now? And it's just a funny, like, little gimmick that happened, and I don't know. It's just one of those weird, like, Al Snow, he's just a psychopath, and he thinks the head is talking to him. And you saw that on TV, and you're like, this guy's fucking nuts. And he does these hardcore matches, and he's fucking psycho. I loved everything about it. (laughs) Yeah, and it kind of almost made him because he was. I feel like he was kind of mid card, but maybe even lower mid card at best. Whenever we were watching, but I felt like that that made him at least slightly relevant to you, to where you knew where who he was. I feel like without it, you, you might not have even remembered anything about him. It's just I'm looking at these pictures right now with him just hold, having the hardcore title around his waist and his mannequin head like whispering in his ear. He's like, oh, I'm a psychopath. Like he just looks like a psychopath. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And they have the writing across his forehead too to go with it. Oh yeah, I mean you have to have that. I wonder if they have an action figure of that. I want that. I want to buy that. Oh, they do. <laughs> they do. I I'm gotta sure you'll get find it. something. I gotta get it. Right, give me number three, Chris. 
Number three, this one might have been on your list, probably actually was, and then you took it off for the same reason you took off Mankind Sako. Going back even further, going Jake the Snake Snake. I mean, that thing was awesome. How could you, to tie that into a character, bring out a real live, not some fake spider that you find at the Halloween store. This was an actual real snake that he would bring out and... Everybody remembers the, the segment with Randy Savage where he tied him up in the ropes and actually had his snake bite Randy Savage. I think it was back in the early, early 90s. Um, that's, I mean, he's got an accessory that can actually do some real damage there. That was a so, cobra. Yeah. Sorry, I was just reading yeah. something. I was I was actually looking that up right now. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that was. A, I remember because I just saw that on Dark Side of the Ring too, where Macho Man's like, "No, nah, dude, that thing's got venom in it. Have a bite you first. And he bit. <laughs> he had him bite him first. And during the ring, Jake admitted he said, "I beat this. I I smacked that snake so freaking hard in the head it just latched onto Randy for way longer than he wanted to." Yeah, it was it was a bit scary looking at how how long he did. Yep, yeah. I mean, that thing was pretty badass that, you know, he was actually bringing a snake to the ring, tied in with his heel character and everything. Yep. All right, my number three is not anyone's thing. It's not anyone's accessory. It's it's anyone that wins it accessory. I'm going with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I think this is a great gimmick. I think this is a great way to propel – superstars from mid card to superstar card, but they're not doing it lately, by the way, they're actually not, but Chris Jericho came up with this concept. He's, he was in the first one. He said that this should happen. And I think from the first couple, like maybe first five people were winning titles. People were elevating their game. People were doing something awesome. Now, not so much, you know, Otis won the money. in The bank didn't do shit. Uh, Brock Lesnar won. We know what he did, but he was already there. He was already elevated. This match wasn't made mm-hmm. for people like Brock Lesnar to win it. <clears throat> you had Baron Corbin win it, lose. You had, like, from 2000, I would say, 15 on, you had superstars win it, like Dean Ambrose, Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, Bailey, Brock Lesnar, Asuka, and then Otis. Seth Rollins in 2014. Uh, Randy Orton in 2013. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? John Cena mm-hmm. in 2012. When did this thing come? Oh, man, now I'm trashing it. Now this thing sucks. Dude, back in 2012, <laughs> superstars were winning it. The The last time it actually elevated someone was Edge, I feel like. Oh, my gosh. This is a horrible list, Chris. What am I doing? <laughs> I mean, I like I like where your head was at. It was a very But now I'm looking at the winners. And I'm like, Seth Rollins, he's a superstar. He was a superstar when he won it. This guy's, you know, oh, my gosh. But it moved him to the next level there, I thought, you know, because it, it got him his championship. I think it's, I mean, it's a it's a good accessory, maybe just not used the best way that it could. Especially this, especially this year with Otis winning it and then uh, your boy, oh. The Miz, getting it and then him, I'm cashing in, he loses. Oh, wait, John Morrison cashed in for you so you don't lose it. And then he, like, what a joke of a thing. But anyway, that's my number three, because I like what it stands for. I would like what it needs to stand for, what it should stand for. A mm-hmm. a mid-carter or a person just on that glass ceiling just busts right through with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yep. That's a good one, for sure. Surprised it wasn't on your list. Really am. Yep. 
All right. So you ready for my number two? Yep. Okay. Well, you're going to disqualify it because you kind of already did a little bit. That's a mask. That's okay. But for mine, because it isn't seen all the time, it's it's only seen every once in a great while. This is why I thought it could still qualify. But I did include Chris Jericho's light-up jacket because it's not an every-time thing. If he came out in it every single time, I would consider it his regular attire. But because he only uses it, it really feels like for special occasions, I kind of considered it a little more of an accessory than a regular ring attire for him, you know? So I just think I love the jacket um, because he uses it in big moments. And I think it just really ties into his character, you know, because Chris Jericho's always had that over the top kind of I'm better than you character. And I think that jacket is just really flashy and everything. And it just, it fits with his characters that he's had over the years for sure. Yeah. I don't even think it's his best accessory on his list. The list, Chris, the list is his best accessory, Chris, but I give Mm -hmm. you, you know, I'll let you, I'll let it slide. I thought about the gold, the light up jacket too, but that was going to be on my list for ring entrance, like attire, like that, Mm -hmm. like, like Shawn Michaels chaps. Those aren't accessories to me. Those are, his uh, when he walks to the ring but yeah but like i said if, if he wore it all the time then i would say okay maybe that's kind of but because it, it's you don't get it every time you get it very rarely so that's kind of why i, I kind of threw that in there as okay. an accessory. all right so that was your number two that was my number two my number two is something legit something the guy actually won in real life and they were part of many many storylines of people stealing them or winning them it's kurt angles gold medals I think okay. that really legitimately put him like as a real athlete in the WWE, like someone that is legit in the way he actually wore them as a heel. You know, like you think gold medal, Michael Phelps. Uh, I don't even know any. I can't name any. Mark Henry, like these real guys that people loved. And he came out there going, I'm the fucking best. You know, I got the, th- the three E's or whatever it was. Three I's. Three I's. Intelligence. I'm, not, I'm so, see, I, see. I'm not on Kurt's level. And integrity. Exactly. I know these, Chris. I'm going to edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I just loved like, how he turned these, Amer- um, as an American hero, he turned these little gold medals into a heel accessory. Like, I'm better than you. Like you just said, like with, with Chris Jericho, I'm better than you. Here's the proof. It's around my neck. Come get it. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. I loved that he came out with him every single time. I love when it came into play, like, oh, Chris, Christian just stole his gold medals, and, like, he has to get them back, and it's fucking, it's just, that was just good. It was just, when accessory gets into a storyline, that's what I like. Yes. That's what I like. And, and not something like, oh, he has a slammy, and I'm going to steal it. No. Something that is with the character of, like, this guy has gold medals, and that's my gimmick, and then someone defames him and takes it from him, and he's pissed off. That's great. Okay, I like it. That's good. I've always liked Kurt Angle, so that's probably that's a good one. one. Yeah. You think that's my number one? Well, I mean, you sounded pretty upset when I said it. No, it was a good one. <laughs> it was just one I didn't even think of. That's what I said with this one. I knew there was going to be some that were mentioned that I just didn't even think of. So, you ready for my number one? Otis's ham. Is what? Otis's ham. You didn't. I guess you didn't ham? watch. You didn't watch during the COVID era. He came out with ham all the time. Otis. Oh, his oh, ham. Okay. oh, Kofi's pancakes. Damn. Kofi's pancakes. <laughs> what if, 
<laughs> no. So number one on my list, and let me explain why, I put for a top five accessory, New Day's trombone. I was so close. <laughs> you were getting there. You were getting very close. So I put this one on there, the trombone. You know, the, the New Day, I think they formed back in July of 2014. Um, they debuted later that year in November in a match. And they were just kind of this heel stable that was extremely bland, very boring. They were just missing something. They're good wrestlers, but just their whole gimmick was like put you to sleep all the time. And then at some point, they just kind of added in the trombone and then started playing the New Day Rocks thing. And it's like, at first it was whatever. And then after a while, we everyone now finds themselves singing along to the New Day Rocks. New Day Rocks. To that trombone beat. And I feel like because of what it meant to them, maybe the accessory itself isn't that great, but I mean, we, we can now, even though they're still in the middle of wrestling, you know, they have that longest title reign at 483 days. But like that, it just felt like that was almost like their turning point from whenever everyone was bored and tired of them to where like, we love them. We sing along. I mean, how long in today's modern WWE does a tag team stay together? They never do. They're always broken up very early on. And I felt like that was the one thing that kind of tied them together that just catapulted them to where now, even though they're still wrestling right now, and it seems weird to say it, you could almost put them in the conversation of all time great tag teams because they were great. They are great wrestlers. Their gimmick, everybody knows it. And, and everyone sings along, which I feel like really, really started when they brought in that trombone. So that's why that one, for that reason, not that I love the trombone itself, but what it meant for them as a group and how it elevated them to where they're at today. So that's why that one made number one on my list. No, that's a good one. I really like that one. I mean, I was joking about the pancakes, but the trombone, I remember thinking, wow, like this is really annoying because they were heels when it debuted. And you know that. And then it became mm-hmm. like a, oh, this is awesome. All right, we're all going. New day rocks like yeah hell yeah they're awesome yep my number one is actually he is active i lied there is another active accessory and it still makes its appearance on AEW every week and it's very boring right now and i'm sorry but it stings bat stings baseball bat the black bat everything everyone knows about it everyone knows what it does and how it's like respected uh now he just points it at people and they get scared so it kind of sucks but as a child watching WCW with the white face paint and him pointing the bat at Hogan or Macho Man or whoever he was facing, that was a shit back then. Like that, I'm like, he has a fucking baseball bat. Like most of these guys have a steel chair or something like that. This dude had a baseball bat, and to me that was badass. Um, he's he comes out with it every single match. Like I said, he, he uses it as a weapon all the time. Sometimes it gets used on him, which is not so good. I remember watching Bret Hart uh, Halloween Havoc beating the crap out of Sting with his bat, and I was a child, and I was crying. I'm like, Bret Hart, you're a dirtbag, and you beat the crap out of Sting with his own bat. Uh, it just brings back memories of mine. I think this is the all-time best accessory. Many people have stolen it. 
Chris Jericho just stole it, what, a year ago before uh, Sting was even in AEW. So that's my number one. It's kind of like you could have guessed it if you know me, but I, I went for the layup in this one. I'm about to say, you, did, you pulled a Chris for your number one this week. Yeah, I mean, I just said, fuck it, man. Like, I, I'm, I can't always be a hipster. I have to sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, pick the right one, and the right one is Sting's Bat. Yeah, I, I like it. You went for the nostalgia, and you went for an obvious one. I'm, I'm good with that. It's the only. I'm just going to make this stat up. It's the only accessory to show its face in WCW, WWE, TNA, Impact, and AEW. Boom. It's a Grand Slam <laughs> accessory. Grand Slam accessory. It's an interesting category. Yeah, it is. All right, man. Do you want to bring up some um, ones that barely made your list, like didn't, weren't quite there? Um, one of them, one of the important ones that you named was uh, Chris Jericho's list. Um, I think I, I didn't want to put two Chris Jericho ones on there. And I feel like the light-up jacket has gone on a little longer. If maybe if the list could have gone on longer, maybe it would have been swapped out and in. Um, so that was that was one of my ones that probably just barely didn't make the list, I would say. What about you? What, what are some of the ones that you – I'm interested to hear. What are the ones you cut because you thought that they would for sure be on my list oh. but weren't? Well, you, you did Mankind's Sock. I yep. thought Kurt Angles was going to be on your list, for sure. But So there's Hacksaw, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, his 2x4. That's a huge one, thought for sure. Uh, Triple H's water bottle. Where he, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like that, that was on my list. Like Everyone knows yeah. the how many times were, I don't know about you, but how many times have I been in a pool, maybe that's a bad idea, maybe the shower, and I get water in my mouth and I spit all over the place and I'm like, yeah, I'm the game. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's one of the coolest entrances of all time. Well, and I would do it whenever um, over at my mom's house when I was a kid and we would do our little wrestling on the trampoline. You better believe I'd bring a water bottle out there and I would occasionally do the Triple H entrance. It was all about it. Even though I wasn't a big fan of his. But I still like that. And yeah, I, w- I would definitely replicate it. You got the Jerry the King Lawler, his crown. You got Booker T as King of the Ring. You got any King of the Ring accessory could work there. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Hulk Hogan with the American flag. I almost... Yeah. I mean, it was on my long list of things. Like, I hate Hulk Hogan. Uh... I mean, there's so many. Uh, you can either yeah. you can even put the Godfather's hose. I'm just saying, you could. <laughs> you could. Oh man. Uh, I'm that surprised you didn't. Something. I'm surprised you didn't do Undertaker's urn or his hat. I think that you think that I like Undertaker more than I do, because you're always surprised that I don't have more Undertaker stuff. I mean, Chris, you are that generation. You love that kind of stuff. Um, the broods. Uh, chalice of blood that they're drinking as they're coming up from the flames. Mm-hmm. I've, I've thought of so many, Chris. I have a giant list. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for it all. But uh, yeah, we're, we're about to run an hour here, so I want to thank you all for listening. It's been a great show, Chris. What do you give the show? Five stars. I give it five. Yeah, five for out sure. of five. And before we go, I was going to tell you, I already have this next week's top five ready to go for you. Well, that's I wanted first. to make sure I had it on time. Yeah. Rather than running late. All right, so you ready for this? I think you'll like this one. Next week, we're going to do top five uh, 
wrestlers that you would pick whenever you were playing a wrestling video game. My only my only rule is it cannot be create a character. It's got to be real characters. What do not you mean? What do you mean? Players that you want to play on the Xbox or the PlayStation? Anytime that you were playing a wrestling video game, who were you picking? Oh, okay. So you're not saying I can't have Kenny Omega to play with me. Like I, I had to pick him on the screen. That's what yeah, I thought who you you're meant. picking on. No, no, no. Who you are picking to wrestle with? But it can't be create a wrestler. I want real wrestlers that you're using. Top right. five. I like that one. So next week we're gonna have top five. I would say video game characters that you're using that uh, you would pick. Who right. are you going to and saying this is my guy? If you're doing a Royal Rumble, or you're doing a whatever your story mode, whatever you're doing. Who are the top five people you would most frequently pick? All right, uh, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, just saying. I'm just saying. WWE 2K was pretty good. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Josh Kimball OUS. Chris, I'm not. I'm going to butcher yours, so just tell me what it is. RTW Chris. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Real Talk Wrestling Pod. You can find us on the Say It Again Network. You can find us anywhere. You just Google Real Talk Wrestling. We are there. Um, and you got anything else? Um, nothing much. Uh, no dynamite next Wednesday. It's on Friday. And then after that, I'm really looking forward to double or nothing. I'm excited to be going. So I'm really pumped. We will catch you guys next Friday, man. Later. See you.
leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.